You are listening to the podcast series for Mission to Amish People. Mission to Amish People is a Christian ministry with a threefold purpose of evangelizing and discipling Amish and former Amish, helping Amish people who leave their communities by helping them transition into the English world, and by presenting the ministry to churches nationwide. You can find out more about Mission to Amish People by going to their website at www.mapministry.org. Today's podcast is part four of four and is called The Testimony of Paul Helmut. So such the story went kind of on, bang, 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 uh, just one after the other. There was, they just could not receive what God was doing in our lives. And I began to realize more than ever, this is a people that draws near with their lips, but their heart is far from me. Once I lived in idolatry in my heart, I cherished things more than I cherished God, I was okay. Once I came face to face with God, dealt with issues in my life, and was lit up, and the Holy Ghost came in my heart in a powerful way to witness, then I was all bad news. <clears throat> so, it was a... It was a glorious time. It was trying times and all that. As a young folks, I would witness even the party group. I, this, this is some of the things that amazes me as I reflect back is uh, the, the party group actually stood with the Amish church condemning me. And these were all eye-openers to me. They said, you mush an oddening You have to have an ordinance. You have to this. And I said, he was drinking, gambling, and smoking. And he said, Boy, you're you're quite a dude. And I just told him he needs Jesus Christ, and then he got angry. Then he got angry. And so through it all, uh, (laughs) it's been a tremendous blessing. Now, today there are people here in our community that they're afraid of the band uh, and probably many other places, but the things that God showed me very clearly and very specifically were this. When Daniel's three friends, in Daniel chapter 3, when them three were being told, if you don't bow down to this image, you will be thrown into the furnace. And I, I saw the Spirit of God bring the connection to my situation. The Amish minister was saying, if you don't listen and obey and bow down to this image, because this is what my Amish ministry said. They said, if you don't bow down, no, they didn't say bow down. But if you don't surrender to what we're saying, we're going to have to deal with you. Hey, okay, you what they? No, sorry. They said you just can't submit yourself to us, can you? And when they said that, immediately the spirit of God spoke to me, saying, "No, they said that wrong. It's about submitting to something. They have created an image, and if you don't bow down." When they, when they play the flute and the harp and the lyre and you don't place your knees, put your knees down and obey, that is what they want. It's not about submitting to them. It's submitting to an image that they have created, the work of their own hands. Now, this became a very, very precious truth to me, along with the teachings of Paul where he says, do not let any man judge you in meat, drink, in respect of certain days. Do not, you know, be entangled with that stuff. So this was a command from the Lord. So I decided, I told my ministry, either I obey you or I obey God. And they said, oh, 
it was like obeying us is obeying God. I said, I'm sorry. It's not. Anyway, so after, you know, their final, after the, when they came for their final time, they were all four present. And, and this was not even something I premeditated on, but I remember God gave this very specifically. Just before they left, I asked the bishop, for which sin are you going to excommunicate me for? And I, I felt so humble because I didn't know that I was going to say that. But I was given at that moment what to say in their final departing. I wanted to know for what sin are you going to condemn me. And the, the Amish bishop said, well, Second <clears throat> Peter 2 Verse 2 says, there will be false teachers among you, bringing in damnable heresies, denying even the Lord Jesus that bought them, and many will follow their pernicious ways. I thought, I looked at him and I smiled. There was nothing that I knew of that was further from the truth. I was, that was all I was saying. Your tradition will save nobody. All your rules and regulations will not make anybody godly. And here you are saying, okay, Let's, uh, this is my recommendation. So I, I said nothing. And so, kind of in closing here, I know my time is running out. I didn't know how much to say. But anyway, the interesting thing was when I got saved from loving my wife more than God, and people may wonder, how do you know whether that really happened? I remember waking up that morning saying, God, I don't care if I ever get there. You are now more to me than life itself. I don't care what happens with me. Not my will. The devil came. I will, I will, I will. Jesus came in John 6, 38 and said, I came from heaven to do not my will, but the will of the Father. So the devil became the devil through my will, my will, my will. Jesus came to give us salvation by, I did not come to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. So April 16 of 2000, we quit without any effort on my part. And I realized that after I quit, after I came to that place, I one day I realized I still have a desire for marriage. But it was so different. I used to come to God scared because she was an idol of my life. But after this happened, I came to God and said, you know, God, I still have a desire for marriage. And he gave her back to me. April 16, 2000, we quit. April 16, 2005, we got married. On the very same day that we quit, five years on the day we got married without us trying to hit that date. And today we have six children, five girls and one boy. We are blessed in so many ways. We have challenges that we face. But uh, I know it's uh, time is running out here. Uh, <laughs> If there's any questions, I'll be glad to answer them. But uh, that's that's kind of a condensed version, but that's uh, part of my story anyway. All right. Thank you. If you have a question and you're muted, remember you can press 5 star and we'll see. Little hand, you can unmute yourself. So, all right, there's a question. Yeah. All right, go ahead, Daniel. You have a question? Yeah, uh, this sounds this sounds right like the situation I'm going through right now. Uh, uh, this was very pleasant to me to listen to this, and I thank Paul very much. So that's all I got for right now. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome.
something that I wanted to clear up right quick is there have been a lot of Amish that have asked me now, don't, don't you think Amish can be saved? I say yes, absolutely. An Amish man can be saved. I ask the same question back. Can a Muslim be saved while he's, when, if he's sitting at a mosque one day and somehow Christ appears to him and somehow he gives his heart to the Lord? Yes, he can be saved. But I will, I will take a fairly strong stand that I could be saved in the Amish, but when I think about being a disciple of Christ, to love him more than you love anything else, I have yet to see a spirit-filled, on-fire Christian that can exist in an Amish setting. That's all I want to say. I'm not saying it's absolutely impossible, but I have yet to see that. Okay, go ahead. Okay, someone else has a question and pressed five star, but you're not muted, so go ahead and try your question. Hello, this is uh, Clifford Miller from Iowa. Hey. What part of what part of Iowa are you from? Uh, Kelowna, Iowa. Okay, because I used to live um, in Bloomfield. <laughs> no, I'm not Bloomfield. No. Okay. Okay. Uh, one one question I have: Have you had any contact with the bishop since you are where you're at now? That's an interesting question. God has a sense of humor. We are placed. My deacon that first came to me. We're we're living right in his backyard. We're literally. Not even an eighth mile away. If I, my back edge of my property lines up with the driveway, my bishop lives around the corner about an eighth mile. My ministers all live within quarter to half mile away. They go by our, by our place regularly. Other day, well, a couple months ago, my bishop, his horse shied and took him over the bridge and he fell down on the bridge. And when I was on my 80cc scooter getting ready to go to work, I looked to the left and I saw this horse and buggy in a in a mess. I went down there and I had an opportunity to help my bishop get his things back together. Yes, we do have some back. I mean, we see each other and whatever, but uh, I don't know what he what his thoughts are. But I was so blessed because you know, like I told you earlier, my struggle is not against flesh and blood. There are evil powers and authorities in the heavenly places that are controlling people that don't understand. And so my heart was just overflowing in love to help him get his rig back together. Well, uh, this is me again. What um, okay. what explanation did he have when you were talking with him about being born again on the scriptures not being uh, where you get your earglobe from? Uh, my bishop is actually, he has fairly ima- a fair amount of knowledge on the scriptures. But the best that I can explain to you, and what God made clear to me, is when you're under a cloud, you know, when it's cloudy out, you don't see the sun. And if you're living under a cloud of, okay, let me back up just a little bit. If, if you believe at all in Ephesians 6, 11, and 12 and onward that these principalities, these powers, these forces of darkness, they are set up over territories to guard, to watch over. And if you begin to respond to God and his work within you, you all of a sudden become a target. And people react to you in ways they may not even know why they are reacting to you. Now, he quoted scripture, but if you're familiar with 2 Thessalonians 2.10, it says, If you do not love the truth, 
God gives you a deluding influence, a lie, so that you believe what is false. In that moment, in that moment, I knew exactly what was happening in the spirit. I saw God giving him a lie to twist the truth so that he could continue to enforce his tradition. And I'm not saying that he wanted to, but if you don't love the truth, it's not the devil, but it's actually God giving you a lie to believe what is false. He preached us a lot about the Bible, but so did the Pharisees. They preached from the Torah, but Jesus still said, you're children of the evil one. And so the Amish version of being born again, I must agree, is very hazy. At the very best, I don't know how to explain it all. Their version of born again is you put away the car, you put away English clothes, and you start following their rules. That's their definition as a whole of being born again. They say we can't see the heart. That's what they tell us. All right. Well, do you have anything? I I I don't have a lot. I just really appreciate some of the things that Paul brought out. <clears throat> I particularly appreciate uh, the image. Uh, may, uh, maybe not an idol that is, um, you know, like what we would consider an idol, but an image of an idol um, that so many of the Amish have a tendency to trust in and and follow, and and that image is takes away from the grace of God in. I just appreciated how Paul explained that. Very very good, Paul. I always love to hear your testimony and what God did in your life and just appreciate what you did tonight. Thank you, Joe. I appreciate it. I know we need to talk again. I just, every time we get into this, I, I'm reminded how we need to talk again. <laughs> yes, amen. All right. And I'll give the phone number again if anybody wants to hear just call later or have somebody else call in. You dial 641-715-3800. 641-715-3800 and enter PIN number 89752. 89752. To listen to our sermons that we put on every month, you can dial that same number, 641-715-3800 and enter... Four seven eight four nine nine. So join us next month, where we plan to have Jonas Yoder discuss the topic of Christmas and traditions and history and how we deal with it today. So, if Paul, would you like to close in prayer? Sure. Thank you. Our gracious Father, we pause before you as we come to the close of this time together, and I pray that you would take your word that you would plant it in the heart and cause it to be fruitful and to increase and to abound, to multiply in the lives of those who have hearts that are ready to believe, to obey. Just uh, make your face shine upon each and every one who turns his eyes towards you. He has a single eye who focuses upon the truth, who looks unto Jesus as author and finisher of their faith. Bless everyone that was on the line tonight and wherever people are calling on your name tonight out of a pure heart. Give them a sense of your blessing and protection and everything in every way. 
just uh, thank you for the opportunity to share with what you have done in my life and may it be an encouragement somewhere, somehow, some way, someday to anyone that can hear it. And uh, we bless your name, Father. We want to continue our walk with you every day in a closer and a more intimate way. We come to know you one level deeper and another level deeper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast series. Check out Mission to Amish People online at www.mapministry.org or keep up to date with us on Facebook and Google+. Thank you again and have a blessed day.